Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today is a very, very special day. It is. Our very special guest it is. is Rotarian Jennifer Jones, who is Rotary International's president for the year 2022 to 2023. And she is the first woman to hold that position in the 115 year history of Rotary. And guess what? What? And a girl breaking the glass ceiling is trending <laughs> now. How Just about saying. that? How about that? Uh, so, welcome, Jennifer, jo- welcome, Jennifer, to Radio Rotary. Well, thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Jonah. It is a treat to be with you. The pleasure is entirely ours. Now, you know, we have a lot of listeners who aren't you know, Rotarians yet. We refer to them as future Rotarians. For those who, who are not Rotarians yet, tell us, what is Rotary? Well, it's the best decision I ever made. (laughs) Rotary is a network of business professionals. There's more than 1.2 million of us around the world. We're united under the umbrella of service, doing good work in our own community uh, around the world. And we're committed to making lasting change, not only in our global and, and local communities, but in ourselves as well. I think that's one of the hallmarks of what we do as Rotarians. We have a lot of personal growth that we offer offer to people. And so walking through the door of a local Rotary Club is something that can truly be life-changing. You know, Rotary started with just four, four uh, people who wanted to network and to give each other business. And now, as you said, we've grown to 1.2 million. Miss Sarah. Yes, I just wanted to um, peel back that point that you made, Jennifer, about the personal growth, because our most recent past district governor here in 7210 was from my club, and she said the same thing that she real and we haven't had a lot of women that were um district governors in in our area um and she said that it was a hugely fulfilling um opportunity for her personally as well as professionally and kathy will remember this because she loves this our beloved the first woman in our district who was dg um bunny webb she had a license plate made that said eve on it <laughs> for That's 7210 right. eve being the first woman and 7210 our district and um, we all really enjoyed her. So Jonah has a quick question. Well, I just want to remind everyone, our guest on Radio Rotary is Jennifer Jones, uh, who will be Rotary International President in 2022-2023, and is the first woman to hold that position in 115-year history of Rotary. And that's one of the things that people, when they think about Rotary, if they're not members of Rotary, they think it's a bunch of old guys smoking cigars and sipping brandy, uh, which, of course, I am an old guy. And I don't smoke cigars, but if you give me a glass of brandy, I will uh, uh, sip it down. Don't turn it down. Right. So, Jennifer, when did women first join Rotary and uh, how much of a change has it been? Well, what will probably surprise some of your listeners who uh, don't know the backstory is that it actually took a Supreme Court ruling back in 1987, only 1987, for us to um, actually permit or admit women into Rotary. And then our own internal rule book caught up with that around 1989. I joined in 1997 and have been uh, a member for uh, obviously a number of years now. And, you know, we are, we're at a time and place in our history that 
there is, you know, a, a small critical mass of women who have entered into our organization. We are at about 24, 25%. Uh, female, but you know the reality is the global population is fifty fifty, and at, at this point in time in our history, we need to we need to look more like our global framework. And so we're working hard at trying to uh, make people understand that this is an exact uh, an attractive proposition for both men and women. We need a diverse perspective. We need to be able to challenge each other in the ways that we think. And gender really shouldn't be the reason. Um, it should be that, you know, we all bring expertise and talent to the table. You know, we have a, a member in my Red Hook uh, Rotary Club who has 49 years of perfect attendance. And um, he's a lovely fellow, but, you know, he's old school crotchety type guy, but a lovely guy. And he's the first to admit that bringing women was the best thing that ever happened to him in Rotary because they've got all the good ideas, they've got all the energy, and they've got all the organization. So he's become a very big supporter. So Jennifer Jones, uh, you said that uh, you joined Rotary in 1997. And of course, those of us in Rotary all have different uh, professions and trades. When you're not uh, being a Rotary president-elect for 2022, 2023, what do you do? Well, I own a television production company or a media production company, more appropriately, and uh, started that actually just a couple of years before I joined Rotary back in 1995. And uh, just prior to that, I was working actually as a radio reporter. And uh, as a cub reporter, it was back uh, as a precursor to women actually being permitted into Rotary. And I remember covering stories at the local Rotary Club when uh, it was all male and walking in as a young female reporter and you know, interviewing the titans of our community and and uh, a lot of the different local uh, movers and shakers. And I remember it being somewhat intimidating, but, uh, you know, it all comes full circle. And a lot of those fellows now are some of my dearest, dearest friends. So, Jennifer, let's um, take away the mystery and let our listeners all know exactly where you're from. Where <laughs> <laughs> did hail that all of this went on? <laughs> I am uh, coming to you today from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, actually technically LaSalle, which is a, a bedroom community of, of Windsor, but uh, located right across the, uh, the river from Detroit, Michigan, and the Rotary District uh-huh. I belong to is actually an international district. So we have some clubs on the Canadian side and some on the U.S. side. And you know, you heard just she's got a radio and TV background. Yeah. Next time one of us goes on vacation, we're going to make you the substitute host, That's Jennifer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it maybe would be could, a pleasure. Maybe you could start a, a radio rotary uh, program on the CBC in Canada. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a cool thing? So Wouldn't tell it? us a little bit about your club. Uh, where is it located and how many members do you have? Sure. We uh, are, uh, my, my Rotary Club is the Rotary Club of uh, Windsor Roseland. They're actually meeting as we speak right now. And uh, so I got a call this morning asking if I was going to be at the meeting today. And I had to let them know that I was doing this interview and uh, that uh, I'd be back with them uh, a little bit later on. We're uh, currently sitting, I think, at about 45 members. Uh, my club in particular actually has for at least the past 20 years been about 70% female to 30% male. And, um, you know, honestly, I don't think we really think about the gender mix in our club. I think we just um, really enjoy the time that we spend together. And, and you know, as anyone in, in a Rotary Club knows that uh, over time, Rotarians become just as much of your family as uh, as your own family in many ways, in many cases. And I, I look around to the folks in my Rotary Club and I see a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins and sisters and brothers. And um, I think that that's quite delightful. And as a matter of fact, 
my own authentic uh, family. My mom and I are in the same club. My husband and my father are in a different neighboring club and my brother and his wife are in another neighboring club. So wow. we've, we've got it covered in our neck of the woods. <laughs> so Jennifer, um, just quickly, um, Jonah knows more about this than I, but uh, we usually interview the incoming or the sitting president of Rotary International at the International Conference because Radio Rotary has been boots on the ground for how many, Jonah? We've been to 10 conferences. 10. Congratulations. We didn't go go to Hawaii. I'm so depressed. We've met you a little bit ahead of our our normal timeline, and we're just so delighted. And congratulations, congratulations. It warms my heart. So that it's going to be leading the charge. And we need to find out, Sarah O'Connell Clater, who warms our heart by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week. Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Patterson Auto Body, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen Highland Hyde Park, Kingston Liberty Millbrook, Nanuet Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we're back with our terrific guest, Jennifer Jones, president of the Rotary International for 2022-2023 right after these important messages so stay tuned this is andrew o'grady ceo of mental health america of dutchess county and the mid-hudson addiction recovery centers the mark agency are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran is life a struggle at times do you feel lost or alone let our mha veterans help you contact anthony kavoris at 473-2500 he and his team will do anything they can to assist you mha of dutchess the leader in helping our heroes and their families Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. Welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I am Sarah O'Connell Clater, joined by the magic of Zoom by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. The magic of Zoom. Okay. (laughs) Talking about shenanigans earlier (laughs) off mic, Jonah. Thank you. Don't disappoint. I try not to. I'm very excited that today our very special guest is not just fellow Rotarian, Jennifer Jones, but she has been selected as Rotary International's president for 2022 to 2023, and she happens to be the first woman to hold that position, to be named to it, to have been selected by her peers in the 115-year history of Rotary International. Thank you for taking the time, Jennifer. You're so very busy, and we so appreciate you being on Radio Rotary today. Well, I'm just glad to be able to chat with you guys and uh, and obviously uh, connect with your listeners. That's great. So, Jonah, we wanted to ask Jennifer um, officially on mic. Right. We want to talk. We want to talk about how this pandemic and how Rotary fits into the solution of wiping out COVID nineteen. That is the prayer and goal of everybody who's walking the face of the earth, I think, now. Um, Like we have been a spearhead uh, in a leadership position with the annihilation of polio. 
So I'm just going to let you take it away because there's so much to unpack here um, and start wherever you want, how we fit in and why we should be fitting in in a very important way. Well, this is quite candidly, and, and Sarah, I really appreciate the question. Quite candidly, it's something that I think that Rotarians and, and friends of, of Rotary uh, really should be shouting out loud. We started the polio eradication initiative more than 30 years ago. And then, um, as, as everyone or, or many people would know, our partners joined on the WHO, UNICEF, the CDC, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and now Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. And, you know, we started this public health infrastructure in more than 70 countries. Primarily, most of them were the endemic countries, and one by one, we've been ticking them off, and we're down now to two endemic countries in the world, Afghanistan and Pakistan. And, you know, we know that this is our number one corporate priority, and we are going to cross the finish line. But, you know, when we collectively went into lockdown back in March, we, um, you know, we had to put some of our immunizations on a, you know, a slow pause. And what didn't happen, though, was our public health infrastructure didn't let us down. Our COVID, or our, rather our, our polio workers, thousands and thousands of them in these 70 countries were able to pivot and turn into COVID uh, frontline workers. And so we, we had to pause the immunizations, but they didn't stop the surveillance and the contact tracing. And we know how important that is in order to identify what's going on um, with both diseases. And so- Jennifer, can I jump in and ask a yeah. question? When you say polio, workers how is that defined who are these people so these are these are people that are um our, our our consortium the global polio eradication initiative pays these workers to go into the field to provide immunizations we have to immunize over 400 million children a year and so we have rotary volunteers clearly that are out in the field doing that that's that's one of the paychecks that we get as volunteers is going to countries where we're able to you know provide these two life-saving drops to kids but we can't do it alone. We actually have to have paid frontline workers who are out there doing it. And that's the folks that I'm referring to. So, so uh, our, given our tremendous success with polio, uh, when we started in the mid-1980s, uh, tens of thousands of children were being crippled by polio um, every week, every week. And now we're down, just a, yeah, we're down just a handful of cases around the world every year. And, but people might be a little bit confused because in the United States and your home country of Canada, Jennifer, polio was pretty much eradicated in the mid-1950s. Why did Rotary feel it was necessary to jump into the polio campaign in the mid-80s? Well, until every last case is taken off the face of the planet, every child remains vulnerable. And, you know, in particular, you look at both of our countries where there is some um, vaccine resistance um, from families. And, you know, it's a plane ride away. And, you know, we, we know now with COVID, um, it's punctuated that more than ever. And so we know that we need to make sure these kids are protected. And, you know, it seems crazy to think that there's, you know, 176 cases remaining. And why on earth do we have to immunize these 400 million children at a humongous cost? We need more than $3.5 billion to get the job done. It's, it's, it's a lot of money, but we've got governments around the world who are standing in support, who come forward, both the Canadian and the, and the U.S. government, with literally hundreds and hundreds of millions and billions of dollars to support this public health um, initiative because, like I said, until every child is immunized, um, everyone else stands in, in harm's way. You know, every Rotary president has a, a theme. I'm not going to ask you what your theme is. I know you like to spring that <laughs> as a surprise right before you start. But they also have a focus, uh, a, 
a particular project that's near and dear to their hearts. Uh, when you start becoming our uh, Rotary International President in 2022, what is your hope for the direction of Rotary? What's going to be your main thrust? Well, you're right. It is early days in terms of specific goals, but I will tell you things that resonate profoundly with me. Uh, the, the incorporation of Rotaractors into our organization um, as members, this is this is fundamentally important to the future of our organization. Explain uh, for those who don't know what a Rotaractor is. Sure. Um, it's uh, it's a, a younger demographic of, of uh, the members of the family of Rotary, for lack of a better way of saying. Historically, it's been uh, young people ages 18 through 30, but uh, this past year, the upper age limit has been removed. And so, you know, we, we like to think these are people who are, you know, sticking their big toe in, figuring Rotary out a little bit and joining. But the reality is we have not done a good job of, of transitioning our Rotaractors into membership. And so um, I feel very, very, um, very committed to, you know, trying to bridge that gap, if you will. And um, it's something that I plan to put a lot of time and energy into. Uh, diversity is something that I know I'll be speaking a lot about. Um, and also, um, as of July 1, more exciting news, we're going to be launching a seventh area of focus, and that is uh, Rotary's commitment to the environment. And so, oh. uh, I think that's going to be big news for, you know, and I think that's going to resonate with our younger members quite profoundly. And we do have, a, speaking of younger members, we have a great group called Interact. Tell folks what that's all about. Well, it's uh, take it one level down to high school and uh, uh, and that's, you know, you want something done, you give it to young people. You know what they do best? They don't form committees. They just get work done. They hop on to social media. They reach out to their friends. You want to you wanna raise, uh, you know, food for a pantry? Give it to the young people to do. I mean, you know, we, we sometimes over-orchestrate things to a, a huge extent. But uh, uh, interactors are, are essentially high school level Rotarians. And, you know, one thing that we can all feel really good about is that uh, the generations that are uh, that are coming up right now are definitely committed to wanting a, uh, a world that uh, shines for everyone. And we're going to find out more about how Rotary will make that world shine from our terrific guest, Jennifer Jones, right after these important messages. So stay tuned. There is always a reason to live. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County and the Mark Agency. Suicide impacts tens of thousands of people each year and is often the result of untreated depression. Do not let the stigma keep you from talking to your doctor. The Claudio Cares Foundation and MHA want everyone struggling with depression to know that we all have a reason to live. Don't be a statistic and don't leave your loved ones wondering what they should have or could have done. What is your reason to live? Call MHA at 473-2500. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi. 
This is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. We're going to take a moment away from our interview with Jennifer Jones, uh, Rotary International's first woman president, for just a moment to welcome another guest, the president of the Highland Rotary Club, Pam Owl, radio executive, Don Verity. Don, welcome back to Radio Rotary. Nice to be here, Jonah. I'll tell you, you have a big milestone you're celebrating. I'm glad I can be here for it. Right. Today is our 600th show, 11 and a half years on the air, which means you are the most tolerant executive in the history of radio because you put up yeah. with my shenanigans and Sarah's shenanigans for 11 and a half years and 600 Excuse shows. Me. There That's are no good. shenanigans from the Sarah camp. All right, okay. We'll take we'll, t- we'll, we'll take that under advisement. But seriously, Don, we well, could not have done this without your support and your energetic love for us, and we really, really here, appreciate here. it. Well, you know something? It isn't hard, Jonah, because the show is really good, and, uh, you know, there's obviously a need for it, and it's great to be able to be the home base for spreading the important word about what Motory's doing in our communities. And you guys have won awards, too, for, for the show, so it's not just me that's saying that. Obviously, other people notice that, too. So you guys... Uh, you're doing great, and I just hope you're going to be around for another 600 shows because the world needs to know what Rotary's doing in, in District 7210. Well, thank you, Don. And again, it's, you, Don. It's, it's thanks to your support. You've given us the cream of the crop when it came to uh, engineering help. We had the great Jay Verzi for many years. Now we have the uh, terrific Randy Turner as our technical director. And uh, we wouldn't sound nearly as good if you hadn't made sure to give us great personnel. And again, Don, thank you so much for your support. It's been a pleasure, and uh, rock on, you guys. You're great. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. That was Kathy. Kruger, our producer. And now back to our interview of Jennifer Jones. Um, you are listening to Radio Rotary. I am Sarah O'Connell Clater, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. I'm so-, so excited. You know why? Well, we've been chatting with Jennifer Jones. I That's do right. know why. And Jennifer is Rotary International's president for the year 2022 to 23. And it cannot be said enough that she is the first woman to hold that position in the 115 year of Rotary International. So, Jennifer, we we have covered a lot of turf in the past two segments, but I know that you did want to chat about Rotary's ability to adapt under the circumstances with the global pandemic. Um, And we are known as people of action, boots on the ground. We go out, roll up our sleeves. We interact with our immediate communities and our international communities. So, that has really hit us in the gut. How have we adapted to that? Well, Sarah, you know, one of the really cool things about a year and a half, two years ago, we actually went down the path of revisiting our strategic plan and we came out with four new priority areas. One, to increase our impact, expand our reach, enhance our participants' engagement. And the fourth was our ability to adapt, to increase that. And at the time, you know, while we were having conversations, we thought that maybe that might be more of an internal um, sort of driver. But, you know, back in March, within the first two weeks of going into lockdown, Rotarians proved, you know, we didn't have to tell them to be people of action. They showed us they already were. And they jumped into not only being able to understand the importance of, of socially distancing and, and, and being, you know, at a time when we had to be alone, we also understood how to do something, how to create action, take, uh, take action. And so, you know, we jumped onto platforms like Zoom and other virtual platforms and have been meeting ever since then. 
And, you know, we still understand the, the necessity for us to be somewhat distant. But, you know, the things that we've been able to accomplish have been Herculean. We've moved more than $30 million through the Rotary Foundation and global grants for COVID and for disaster response right to the front line. Oh, goodness. Huge. Let's not gloss over that money and that statistic. Can you just repeat that again for our listeners? Sure. Well, yeah, more than $30 million has officially gone through the Rotary Foundation right to the front line, global grants and disaster response grants. But let me just amplify that if I could. That's 30 million that technically went through our organization. We know that Rotary Clubs sprung into action and did things right away. And that's more than 33,000 clubs around the world. And if you amplify the, the amount of money that didn't officially go through, that went straight from clubs to the front line, I, I don't even know how to quantify it, but I can tell you safely that that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, Absolutely. if not more millions of dollars that literally went to the front line for PPE, for ventilators, for food scarcity. We have literally made a, a huge difference. And not only that, Jennifer Jones, but uh, Rotary Clubs, even though they're meeting online uh, by Zoom, uh, continue with their service projects. We've had a very big service project throughout our district that all of our clubs have participated in a coat drive for the needy as we come into the winter season. And uh, with masks and being properly socially distanced, we collected in Red Hook, for example, over 250 coats and distributed them to those in need. And I think, uh, Sarah, your club did it and our producer, Kathy Kruger's club did it. Uh, it ran into thousands of coats throughout our district, even with uh, social distancing and the masks and, and all the various protections. So Rotarians are people of action and Rotarians are people who are young at heart. Yeah, well, you know, the need for service never never goes away, and it's been amplified. And, uh, yeah, you, you brought up the, sort of the young at heart. One of the things, quite candidly, that I like to talk about in terms of membership, and I, I did talk earlier about wanting to bring our younger demographic into the fold, but I think the more important point is that we're looking for people who are young thinkers. You know, that's the most important thing. You, you, you ever met a 25-year-old who's old? or an 85 year old who's young, yeah. you know what? The reality is we need progressive thinkers that understand how to think outside the box. And, um, you know, recently retired, I mean, I'm 53, you know, I know that there's a lot of great years ahead where I wanna be able to do service. And I think I'm a young person. I think there's a lot of people like me who feel very much the same way. And so um, I think that's where we need to capitalize in terms of growth opportunity for our organization. How do we find these people who, you know, like you, like all, like all of us on, on this call right now um, that, that, that we can that we can do it together well one of the ways people who are listening to us today can join the fun the food and the fellowship at rotary is to go to rotary.org r-o-t-a-r-y.org click on the club locator button find out where your local rotary club meets look at their website and see if they're meeting online by zoom and become a rotarian do good for your community and for the world and meet great hey, people Bob. like what's that Get involved. That's right. And meet great people like our guest, Jennifer Jones, who's going to be Rotary International President in 2022-2023 and the first woman president in the 115-year history of Rotary. So, Jennifer, when you first joined Rotary up there in Ontario, did you think that, gee, one day I'll be president of the whole shooting match? I don't know that that was a thought that ever entered into my imagination when uh, when when I first joined, but I, I'll leave it on this thought. You know, what it does is it provides opportunities for all of us to um, strive, you know, to put dreams in front of yourself and to know that through this great organization, we all have the ability to achieve something that's bigger than ourselves. And that is something that has been a hallmark of my participation for the past several decades. And, um, you know, it, it, it just keeps getting better and better. And 
And so I, I hope for so many more people, perhaps those who are listening who don't know Rotary well, that you'll check us out and 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 maybe see if this fits into, you know, something that that, that fills your heart because service quite candidly is the paycheck that we all receive. That's beautifully put, beautifully put. You know, one of the great things that we do in Rotary besides polio and perhaps now getting out in front of the uh, uh, distribution of the coronavirus vaccine is something called Shelterbox. And I'm very proud to be a Shelterbox uh, supporter. Tell folks at home what the Shelterbox is. Well, thank you for uh, for being a supporter of that. And yeah, it's something that Rotarians around the world really uh, embrace. And that's when we go through times of um, great disaster in, in our world, whether it's a cyclone, a, a hurricane, something where homes are wiped out. And these boxes uh, literally contain uh, something for a family of 10, where it's a tent, um, cooking equipment, some food items, some, you know, even some toys for kids, because um, at the end of the day, they're still kids. And so they're about, I think it's $1,100 now for a a shelter box and clubs and and organizations and companies around the world uh, support them. And uh, yeah, we've got uh, distribution centers around the world. So Jennifer Jones, in the minute we have left, tell people why it's great to be a Rotarian. Invite everyone to be a Rotarian. Oh, well, you know what? I, uh, I think that uh, any day is a great day to be a Rotarian. And, and like I said earlier, it gives us a chance to, uh, to, to grow personally. I know that I am, I am so much better at so many different things because of my affiliation with Rotary. And if you are a leader, we want to hear from you. We want leaders because we bring you in and we make you better leaders. And at the end of the day, you know, that's something that parlays back into our own vocational lives as well. And so it's a win-win. And uh, I, I think it touches our hearts, our families, our friends, and uh, obviously our world. Right on, Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer Jones, thank you so much for everything you do to make the world a better place through Rotary. And thank you for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And Sarah O'Connell-Clater, who do we have to thank for sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Norman Staffing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffering, Walkillies, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. Our thanks also to Vivian Fiore of the Rotary International Press office for helping to make today's show possible. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell-Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our production director Randy Turner, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org.